This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. We have to change the name of Kaufman Memorial Union at the U of M. Um, why would this be? Who is Mr. Kaufman? I've, I've attended there. I got kicked out of the U. I, I never had any problems at Kaufman Memorial Union. Students at the U of M are calling to change the name of Kaufman Memorial Union. Uh, yeah, that bears the name of the school's fifth president, Lotus Kaufman. What's a, wrong with Lotus? That's a strange first name, isn't it? L-T-U-S, yeah. Lotus. Is that the bur- no, that's Locus. Students say they want the name changed after a recent exhibit revealed a discriminatory act in the school's history. How bad? The exhibit, which is now showcased online, is called A Campus Divided, Progressives, Anti-Communist, Racism, and Anti-Semitism at the University of Minnesota, 1930 to 1942. According to the exhibit, University of Minnesota presidents, deans, and other administrators routinely surveilled students and faculty for their political beliefs and activities, the exhibit says. They attacked progressive student activism in order to create a campus in the narrow and distorted image of an America first nation. What? Uh-huh. Get to the get to the bad part. Uh, to what Lotus did? Yeah. What he he randomly uh, beat students as he walked across campus. What did he do? It also says Jews and blacks were counted separately from all their students. Which, right or wrong at the time... I don't know. Well, let's finish this. The information was sent directly to President Kaufman, the information of the surveilling, I guess, who constantly monitored the number of Jewish and African-American students and their housing needs. Okay. I'm not done. Oh. This news was surprising to some of the students now calling for change. U of M junior Chloe Williams created a petition. To change the name of the building, she's collected more than 4,700 signatures. It went over the practices from President Kaufman choosing to segregate our living situation on campus and not allowing students such as black students to be in the dorms. Segregation was illegal in Minnesota then, she said. The university values diversity and inclusion. We should parallel our actions with our values, especially on campus. The exhibit highlighted such problematic history, but that is not who we are today. In 1885, Minnesota passed the Equal Accommodations Act, which guaranteed blacks equal access to all public places and hotels. Tuesday, Williams and members of the student body plan to vote on a resolution which will later be delivered to President Eric Kaler. At the request of Kaler, Williams said she and other students are members of a group considering factors that go into renaming university buildings. 
Uh, freshman Jail Karandi is also a member of the group. What do we want our legacy to be? How do we want to leave this place? Jail Karandi said, let students understand they're in a place where they are included, and part of that comes from acknowledging that past. In addition to changing the name of the union, the students also want the exhibit displayed on campus permanently. All right. Well, it's the same thing as uh, what's the new name of Cal uh, Calhoun? Calhoun. Uh, oh, it's, it used to be. It used it, to be Lake Calhoun. It was at one time Lake Calhoun, and now it's. Um, isn't it? Isn't it uh, very akin to that in the sense that one of the ways uh, the Calhoun dilemma could have been accommodated was to have the uh, the history. Uh, under the name Lake Calhoun. Right, educating people. And here they want, they want the name, uh, they want this exhibit displayed permanently. It seems to me that you're, you're knocking the wind out of the exhibit if, you know, Kaufman Memorial Union is now called Acme Hall or something. In other words... If the students are are uh, are constantly uh, have this exhibit available to them, then they'll be able to think in perspective when they see the name Kaufman Memorial Union. If you take away the name Kaufman, I I don't care. By the way, I I, I think the kids should just shut up almost, and go away. I'm almost to the point of giving up. Yeah. Graduate and go away. But but it seems to me that if you change the name of Kaufman Memorial Union, you've watered down the impact of having the display, the exhibit on campus, the 19, what is it, 19, uh, 1930 to 1942 exhibit. Uh, if, if you're now calling that Smith Memorial Union or, or what have you, what, why then are you going to bother with the exhibit? Am I making any sense? I, I completely, yeah, I, com- I know exactly what you're saying. But stop. Uh, the U of M is welcoming of all students. Well, you today, can go there to, no matter uh, what. Apparently it was between 1930 and 1942. I guess the beef is that, uh, what, Kaufman was... Uh, uh, keeping track like they do all Asians, African-Americans, Native-Americans. I don't know who they keep track. They tra- know what percentage of the student populations are there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do Jewish versus yeah, Christian. But, but, but it is problematic if Kaufman was saying, well, okay, we've got black students and Jewish students, but we can't allow them to live in the dorms. That would have violated the uh, Accommodation Act. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm for that. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is at the time, that's what they were doing. Uh, right or wrong, I would say wrong. Anybody could live anywhere. Why don't they put a sign uh, under Kauffman Memorial Union that says, see exhibit? <laughs> yes, see exhibit if you want to learn. Uh, oh, man, the precious. Just See, it never occurred to me. It, it's, it's power washing to a degree. It, it, uh, and, it, and I'm at fault. Uh, just as I, It never occurred to me who Lake Calhoun was named for. It, that I uh, took it at face value it was called Lake Calhoun. Okay, I assume yes. it was named yeah, for I somebody. Never, yep. Okay. It's never occurred to me uh, to uh, uh, research all the presidents of the U of M. Uh, right. Or wonder if what Smith Hall or Nicholson Hall, who that was named after. Because or... wouldn't it be true? You could do this with the mayors of each city. You could go back through the mayors 
I'm sure that there are many things named for mayors in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yeah. And if you went back to 1930, you could find a, a mayor who, by today's standards, you could call a lout, and you'd have to change the name of anything named for that mayor. I, nothing jumps to my mind right off the bat. But I'm 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 imagining that we have things named for. Uh, well, here, get list of St. Paul mayors. Here we go. Get list of St. Paul mayors. Okay. List of St. Paul. Or you could do Minneapolis. I don't care which town you do. But chances are we'll find uh we'll find uh something named. When you read me the list, we'll find something named for one of those mayors. Uh it shouldn't okay. take list you that long. St. Paul mayors. Right. You can't press me on stuff. Yeah. Well, you got the slow computer. <laughs> yes. Okay, here we go. You want to start with uh start start now. Okay. Melvin Carter the third. Go to the Chris Kirk. Coleman. Randy Kelly. Norm Coleman, Jim Scheibel. George... Not that fast, because I'm trying oh, to think of oh. something named for them. All right, keep going. Uh, Scheibel. Yep. George Latimer. Yep. Lawrence Cohen. Yep. Charles McCarthy. Charles McCarty, excuse me. Right. Uh, Thomas Byrne in 66. Right. George... Uh, Vavilis. Vavilis. He was a florist. I uh, think George Vavilis might have been the last businessman elected mayor of St. Paul. Okay. They came from the private sector and... And, and said, I'm going to do a little work, and then I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dillon. <clears throat> Dillon, yep. Uh, John Daubney. Daubney. Eric, D Ed, I'm sorry, Edward Delaney. Delaney. John McDonough. McDonough. This we went for the Irish, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, William Fallon in 38. Yep. Uh, Mark Gian. Yeah, I knew, I knew, uh, Gian's kids. William Mahoney. Mahoney. 1932 to 34. Okay. Uh, Gerard, uh, Bundle. Bundle? And I don't know if it's an I or an E. A Bundley. 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 Yeah. La Lawrence Hodgson. This is 1926. Hodgson. Arthur Nelson, 22. There's probably a Hodgson Street. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence was again in 1918. Yeah. Uh, Vivian Irwin. We had a gal? Is it? Let's see. Vivian Irwin. I didn't know we had a gal. Uh, there is not a Wikipedia account for that, so I'm going to go back. Yeah. And then uh, Herbert... Uh, Wind Powers, yeah. Herbert Keller, Keller Golf Course, probably. Uh, Daniel Lawler, although although Keller Golf Course is not in St. Paul, uh, that's true. Yeah. Robert Smith in 1900. Yeah. Andrew Kiefer. Yeah. Frank Doran or Duran. Yeah. Uh, Robert A. Smith again. Yeah. 1894. I suppose that's the Smith Avenue Bridge. Probably. Well, or Smith Avenue. Frederick Wright. 1892. Yeah. Robert A. Smith. Edmund Rice. Yep. Rice Street. Rice Park. Christopher O'Brien in 83. Yep. Edmund Rice again. William Dawson. James Maxfield in 1875. Yeah. Jacob Stewart. William Lee. James Maxfield. Jacob Stewart again. Uh, in 1867, George Otis. Otis, Otis Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. Uh, John Prince. Jacob Stewart again, John Warren, John Prince, Daniel Robertson in 1859. When is this? Uh, when is this? There's end? four more. Norman Wolfred Kitson. Kitson. John yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. George Loomis Becker in 1856. Alexander Ramsey in 1855. Well, I didn't know he that. Was, we know he was a bad guy. Right. Uh, David Olmsted in 54. Bushrod. A Bushrod W. Lott. What a great name. In 1852. L-O-T-T. -T. Bushrod Lott. Robert Kennedy in 51. I thought you said there was only four more. And the first mayor of St. Paul, Thomas R. Potts. Mm -hmm. 
And first mayor of St. Paul preceded by he was the first one. Well, but but my point is, uh, you the kids could take anybody from 1920 to 1940, and and do your research. You'll probably find something named for them. And you do additional research, you probably would find that they uh, uh, did not meet your current expectations. Mm-hmm. So, good luck to the kids, I guess. <sighs> Let me play off an email by Jim. Wouldn't these kids who want the name of Kaufman Memorial Union changed be the same kids who uh, run around and cry and, and look for a safe place to hide if some conservative speaker shows up on campus? Yes. Uh, so they're hypocrites. They 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 preach inclusivity and and uh, all are welcome here. And uh, no, they're they're hypocrites. They're uh, they're the same kids who are going to run around and cry and demand police protection if some conservative speaker shows up on campus. Let's change. But how far are we going to allow them to push the... the... That's Kaler's problem. I don't even mean these kids at the U. I just mean people in general. I'm offended. This bad happened. All right. This bad thing happened, and you know what? We sure as hell learned from it that we can't They're do that. They're not learning a damn thing. They're not learning a damn thing, which is why they're the, trying to further their own. Which is why the academy is failing miserably. Failing miserably. Mm. Might have a ray of hope. What do you got? Angela Merkel. Okay. Yeah. Angela Germany. Merkel, Germany. Uh, has turned down a proposal mm. to change the lyrics in the country's national anthem. Mm-hmm. What is the German national anthem? Uh, Angela rejected a suggestion from the country's equality commissioner to change the national anthem to make it gender neutral. No. Angela rejected that. Oh, she said, see you later. The song of Germany has been the country's anthem since 1922. Words like fatherland and brotherland were on the chopping block to be replaced with the term homeland. Another suggestion in the proposal was changing the line brotherly with heart and hand to courageously with heart and hand. Because you can't have that evil word brotherly there. That would suggest a male. In a letter to family ministry staff, Equality Commissioner and Social Democrat Kristen Rose Mooring asked, why don't we make our national anthem gender sensitive? It wouldn't hurt, would it? To which... Angela, God bless her. Just a minute, I can't turn the page. Uh, Merkel spokesman Stefan Siebert told reporters Monday that the chancellor is very happy with our nice national anthem as it is in its traditional form and doesn't see any need for change. This it? Deutschland, Deutschland über alles, overall, uh, above all in the world. This called Song of Germany. Uh, Germany National Anthem. Well, that's called the Song of Germany. News of the proposal prompted a response from an opposing party, the Alternative for Germany Party. A branch of the AD tweeted Monday that uh, the uh, suggestions were completely over the top and not even an April Fool's joke. So uh, so great. The, somebody stood their ground there. The Chancellor did. I think that's did. a ray of hope. The Chancellor did. Yeah. Angela. Who just waltzed in here? Brah. What's up, bro? <laughs> oh, I have to laugh. 
<laughs> Changes were made to the German anthem in 1991 after reunification. Uh, Reuters reported that the line scratched at that time were Germany, Germany above all else, in German women, German loyalty, German wine, and German song. The most recent proposal is part of a larger push for gender-neutral terms to replace words deemed to be discriminatory, as the word brother would be discriminatory. Hmm. Remember, Canada did this. They, uh, they took out in all thy son's command and made it in all of us command. But you got that weenie up there, Trudeau, who, uh, who what, said peoplehood? Yeah. You got a groin um, kick for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Peruvians it? have even done this. Uh, the Peruvians have uh, uh, made some change to their national song. Merkel is expected to be reelected as chancellor, and her conservative party was just bolstered after two-thirds of social Democrats joined in their alliance. Good. And well, thank you, Angela. It's not often we get a ray of hope from somebody actually at the head of a country. To also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation so that it can also be changed because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because oh, yeah. it's more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. We can all learn from each other. <laughs> Hit this guy in the gut deserves this <laughs> that's a kick to the grind uh-huh. people kind uh, we'll be back in just a moment but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota at Federated Insurance where it's their business to protect your business and nobody does that better than Federated it's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in your money now. You know, I just got this bulletin handed to me. The city council in Philadelphia is going to change the city uh, from brotherly love to the city of gender fluid love. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's coming. You know that, what? Coming that, that will happen. That's you know? not funny because that will happen. Yeah, I'm sure one of these days we'll see it. Uh, we're looking at a mixed day in the stock market today. Kind of weird. Stocks were down sharply this morning. The market is reacting to uh, Gary Cohn quitting yesterday as President Trump's top economic advisor, and that uh, led to more concerns about a trade war. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, though, is mounting a comeback in the final hours of trading. It is down 107 points, but was down 300 a while ago. The Nasdaq Composite on the plus side ahead 14, and the S&P 500 is now down just 5 points. Private sector employers added a healthy 235,000 jobs to their payrolls last month, led by strong gains in construction, hotels, and restaurants. The report comes from the payroll provider ADP. It does not include government work. The government's report on Friday will. The personal finance website WalletHub has ranked the 50 states based on what they offer women in the workforce. WalletHub considered 23 metrics around women's economic and social well-being, health care, and safety, including salary, the unemployment rate, and the share of female-owned businesses. Minnesota ranks number one in the nation as the state got high scores in multiple categories, including high median earnings, low percentage of women in poverty, and highest high school graduation rate. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, we got you. We'll uh, have you in one hour for a new report, correct? You got it. You bringing us more good news? If I don't get snowed in, we'll try. Uh, we will. Hey, what are you getting snowed in? What is it like? Uh, out oh, there? we're getting hammered here. The plows are out in the parking lot all day. It's, it's going to be bad. You're going to be sleeping on the couch again. Well, I'm used to that. I just so. mean at home.
Yeah, that's what All I right, meant. We'll talk to you in an hour. Thanks very much, Bruce. Good luck. This is a coordinated test of the broadcast stations in your area. If this had been an actual emergency, official messages would have followed the alert tone. This concludes a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. Hey, dummy, according to an email, <laughs> you were playing the Nazi version of the German <laughs> anthem. Oh, I doubt that. God almighty. Germany, Germany overall sounds like it, doesn't I it? I told you what the name of the song was. Yeah, Das Deutschland. No, Song of Germany. <laughs> That's too tame. Here's John Height in the news room. I, I refuse to go on. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. So was it over then when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Dad, let him go. He's on a roll. It's sunny <laughs> and 28 degrees out now. And Robert W. Baird brings you your news, John. They and I bet they're happy about that. Yeah, they are. Wild beats Carolina last night 6-2. to two. Next up, they'll play Vancouver on Friday. Uh, right back at it on Saturday then. <laughs> Don't be playing Edmonton. any more songs until you vet them. We got it. That's Germany. I saw the German flag. That's right. The whole doesn't make any difference. Well, they ch- the bottom line is they changed it. Yeah. Okay. Merkel just said no yeah. to the new changes. Yeah. Kind of went with your boots yesterday. Uh, state yeah, kind of did. State hockey tournament action quarterfinals in Class A. Matamidi defeated Mankato East Loyola four to two, and at the end of one period, Litchfield, Dasso, Kokato, and Orono are tied. At zero tonight, it's Monticello and Hermantown, Thief River Falls, and Alexandria. Twins playing in uh, playing Boston exhibition baseball this afternoon. They scored four in the first inning. The Twins, that is, uh, they lead seven to one. They are in the seventh inning. The Twins with twelve hits through six innings. Jake Odorizzi started. He went three and two thirds, gave up three hits and one earned run. The Twins did make some roster cut down moves today. They optioned starters Dietrich Enns and Felix Jorge to AAA Rochester. They optioned starters Zach Littell and Lewis Thorpe to AA Chattanooga and reassigned two non-roster catchers, Brian Navarretto and Winston Sawyer, to minor league camp. Uh, it is an early start to the season this year. One of the reasons they're already making cuts. Twins open the season March 29th in Baltimore, but they'll be out of Florida and playing a warm-up game at Nationals Park on the 27th. News notes from today. A 28-year-old man charged in connection with the killing of a 95-year-old Anoka man has pleaded guilty. Isaiah Montrell Thomas pleaded guilty to first-degree murder yesterday. He was indicted by a grand jury in April. Thomas's case was supposed to go to trial April 9th. He will now be sentenced that day. Instead, yesterday, the family of Albert Loling, the victim, said they support the plea and that it brings to closure to uh, brings closure to their family. You might remember it was back on November 24th, 2016. Family members of Loling dropped him off at his apartment. His body was discovered November 28th by family members dropping off groceries. Investigators said it appeared Loling had been beaten to death due to a significant amount of blood spattered throughout the room. During the investigation, officers located a fingerprint on a small wooden box. That fingerprint was matched to Thomas. Detectives also learned that Thomas had pawned a mantle clock at a Maplewood pawn shop. The family confirmed it had belonged to him. Thomas was taken into custody during the traffic stop November 30th. I'd like to know what he, what all he collected as a result of this robbery and killing. I bet it wasn't more than 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and so the law, well, Chris is here. Hi, Chris. Hi, John. It's been a great couple of days. For extra commentary and insights. <laughs> mm-hmm.
Minnesota lawmakers are thinking about fines for people who misrepresent their pets as trained service animals. A pair of bills in the House and Senate would make it a petty misdemeanor punishable up to $100 fine. The House Public Safety Committee was taking up one of the bills this afternoon. Supporters of the fine say passing off untrained pets as service animals is like parking in a handicapped space when you're not entitled to. The European Union says it's ready. When, to... when, when would you pass the, the mud off as a service animal? Uh, traveling. Uh, hopping on board an aircraft, it's done all the time. Well, that'll never happen to me. I'm not dragging some hound out to the airport. It won't, but if you're sitting next to someone that claims their animal is a service animal that's trained yeah. and then nips at you or bites you because yeah. it is not trained, We've been through you'll this. be mad. Yeah, I, I don't want any animals. Get your roosters off the plane. Right. The European Union says it's ready to retaliate against the U.S. over President Trump's proposed tariffs on steel and aluminum. They say they'd use countermeasures against U.S. products like Harley-Davidson motorcycles, Levi jeans, bourbon, and more. The Sorry about the bourbon one. Word. Yeah, right. Hang the, on. The EU threat and Trump's insistence that the tariffs will go ahead escalate the risk of a trade war. In the end, it would hurt to all sides, according to the experts, as exporting producers suffer, but so do consumers, who would face higher costs. EU Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malmstrom said today that the EU is circulating among member states a list of U.S. goods to target with tariffs so that it can respond as quickly as possible. The list so far includes U.S. steel and egg products, as well as other products like bourbon, peanut butter, cranberries, and orange juice. She didn't say what level of tariffs the EU would set, leaving it unclear what the economic impact would be. Uh, She did say this is basically a stupid process, the fact that we have to do this, but we have to do it. We can also do stupid Attorney General Jeff Sessions did not hold back today in Sacramento, California, as he formally announced a lawsuit against the state over its failure to comport with federal laws on immigration. Sessions called out Oakland's mayor, Libby Schaaf, after she tipped off an immigrant community to an immigration and customs enforcement raid as an example of what he sees as California's lawlessness. The DOG lawsuit argues that the federal law trumps state ones and California is violating the U.S. Constitution with laws and policies that prohibit the federal government from enforcing immigration laws and punishing illegal immigrants who commit crimes. California Attorney General Xavier Becerra quickly disagreed with the DOG that it's endangered law enforcement officers with its tactics. He said California is in the business of public safety. California Governor Jerry Brown, after Sessions spoke, also blasted the president and Sessions, saying he thinks Sessions is just trying to please his boss. The FBI has been in cahoots with Best Buy's Geek Squad for at least the past decade. That, according to new documents obtained by the Electronic Frontier Foundation via Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, an FBI memo obtained by the nonprofit Digital Rights Group reveals that Best Buy, in September 2008, hosted a meeting of the law enforcement agency's cyber working group at a Geek Squad repair facility in Kentucky. Wait a minute. You said the Geek Squad is a nonprofit organization? Is that what you said? I don't think I said nonprofit, did I? No, the uh, group that found this uh, material sorry. is okay. a nonprofit. Okay. Uh, the memo indicates. I was going to say, I've given them plenty of money over the last decade. Memo, indica- memo indicates that the local FBI division has maintained a close liaison with the Geek Squad's management in an effort to glean case initiations and to support the division's computer intrusion and cybercrime programs. Revelations about the FBI's relationship with Best Buy first surfaced last year during the prosecution of Mark Rettenmeyer, a California doctor who was charged with possession of child porn. After bringing his computer to Geek Squad for repair, 
The relationship, according to the EFF, quote, potentially circumvents computer owners' Fourth Amendment rights. I've never uh, used the Geek Squad. I did once many years ago. Well, they were spying on you, apparently. I don't know, but they're pretty good. They can spy on me all they want. They they get a computer fixed. (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. (laughs) About which part? Uh, (laughs) No, they are good. That is bad that they're spying, obviously, but they are really good. Are you still uh, uh, keen on your uh, New Year's resolution to avoid any money being put in the scan fund? I thought my, my streak was ended. No, I took that back. That's remember? true. It was taken so back. So your streak is alive, but it's, it's... So I should... It's in jeopardy right now? Very thin. <laughs> gotcha. I'll be very right. quiet it's, for the rest of the your day. points. You're at like uh, a five. You're like a 4.5. I'm at four. Yeah, you're almost about to lose it all. Star Wars composer John Williams has indicated he will only score one more film for that franchise. Uh, Williams, of course, has uh, done all the Star Wars movies and handled soundtracks for Jaws, E.T., Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, and dozens of other movies during his career. Recently spoke to a California radio station where he suggested he would quit the Star Wars franchise after Episode Nine, which comes out in 2019. He scored nine Star Wars films to date. Uh, Williams told KUSC, we know J.J. Abrams is preparing Another movie now that I will hopefully do next year for him. I look forward to it. It would round out a series of nine, and that will be quite enough for me. Back in 2016, Williams admitted he hadn't watched any of the Star Wars movies that he scored, describing his soundtracks for the films as not very memorable. He told the mirror, I let it go. I've not looked at the Star Wars films, and that's absolutely true. When I'm finished with a film, I've been living with it. We've been dubbing it, recording it, and so on. You walk out of the studio and go, ah, it's finished. Man, I'd want to see the end result, though, after uh, those hours of work, the days of work. Seen them, seen one, you've seen them all. I guess. <laughs> and the Destiny Church in Columbia, Maryland, handed out five used cars to demonstrate God's goodness and to attract new members. Washington Post reported the church gave away the cars to increase inten- attendance at its new location. It was the first Sunday at a building in a strip mall for the seven-year-old non-denominational Church. You have won God. the 78 Pinto that's been sitting in our lot for 10 years. I wonder what God would drive. I'm seeing a Hyundai. I don't know you're why. Going, uh, you're going Humble Pie? I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe a Fiat. Maybe a Fiat. You don't think you'd pull up in like a Bentley? I don't think so. <laughs> With a big horn? Maybe a Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> the church normally... I bet he'd have... He, he'd have a sense of humor... And he'd he'd be, have the the cow horns on the front. Yeah, but he'd be sitting in the back seat with a driverless car, and he'd be going like this, going, "I got it, I got this, huh? huh? You want some of this?" He'd have a sense of humor. I would think so. Yeah, the church normally draws eleven hundred people. With the car giveaway, they brought in twenty three hundred. All right, for three services. Well, that's good. All right. <laughs> And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. Dave Dahl's forecast brought to you by Catholic United Financial. Here's Dave Dahl. Thanks, Joe. Pretty quiet out there for the next several days here in the Twin Cities. Should be really, really nice. We're at 28 degrees light right now with lots of sunshine. A few clouds in the southwestern corner of the state. A little bit of light snow and flurries down there. That's not going to move in this direction. We should stay partly cloudy overnight tonight. Low down to 13, though, so it's going to be cold again. Northwest winds at a light 5 miles per hour. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, still cold or cool. 30 for the high, northwest winds. And as we look toward Friday, mostly cloudy skies, warmer, though, up to 34. 
And then a weak little disturbance comes through the flow. It's uh, kind of an Alberta system, but it's not really clipping by. It's going to stick around from Saturday night into Sunday. Maybe uh, some light accumulations possible. 37 on Saturday. Light snow continues on Sunday and 36. And then it jumps into the upper 30s again Monday, partly cloudy in 37. 40 on Tuesday, up to 45 on Wednesday. A nice little thaw coming toward us for late next week. Uh, by Thursday, we could even have temperatures up close to 50 for the first time in a long time since uh, the first part of December, I think, the last time we had a 50-degree reading, and we could get one by Thursday of next week. Going for a, kind of a high today of maybe up to 30. We're at 28 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. March 7. 73 on this day. 73. Couple of years here, Joe. 1987. 1987. And 2000. And 2000. And then 16 below. 16 below. In 1960. In 1960. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Steve, go ahead, please. Oh, a quick ray of hope for you. Um, this is regarding um, back to the snowfall a couple days ago and uh, just with the busing and everything that's going on. And, um, oh. Oh, that's no. It's proud to bring. It's the fake guy. What's the occasion? He, he March seventh. He hasn't called for ages. Man, did he get me? Wow. He had a really good rave. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll go for that. Wow. Yeah, but I thought well, he, the fake, the fake when? scramble guy. You know, if it's Friday and it's it's two twenty, yeah, you might want to get it in, and it's it's getting close, but it's I don't know. Do you have one of those? Uh, Mm -hmm. Devices from Amazon where you ask Alexa questions? Uh, we have Google and we have Alexa. Uh, my kids have both. I, I've never purchased one. You have it on your phone because I know you had it open the other day when Kenny and I were asking her very... That's Siri. Uh, oh, hey, Siri. Siri. That's right. Okay. Aren't they called the Echo or something? The M There's reports that they are uh, have been laughing diabolically in the middle of the night. He activated it. I, I, if I heard that, I'd, I'd have a problem. Just yeah. random laughing? One time there was a kid's toy that wouldn't stop making a noise. Oh. I had to take it outside and beat it up with a hammer. <laughs> I couldn't shut it up. I'm not lying. I had to take it outside and destroy it. What that if I heard down. that? What if I heard that? The oh, that Amazon Alexa device are chillingly, the bone chillingly creepy, these laughters in the middle of the night. This has got to be an Amazon plant. There's no other way. It's, a, it's, it's not random or, or someone's messing. They're it, randomly laughing. It's like Gabe setting up a program on Matthew's Google thing to have that do that randomly, you know, via his... One uh, user reportedly tried to turn the lights off in their house, but Alexa repeatedly turned the lights back on, eventually uttering an evil laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, like Vincent Price-like? Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. I got a great email from uh, Chris who writes, I grew up in Minnesota and graduated from St. Thomas in 2003 and got commissioned in the, into the Air Force. Since then, I've lived in Destin, Florida, Dayton, Ohio, Panama City, Florida, Melbourne, Florida, Dayton, Ohio, and Montgomery, Alabama, and now Springfield, Virginia. I listen to your podcast every morning on my commute in, and my four-year-old Hank has become quite the fan of, uh, of the show on his way to preschool. The family and I are headed to Minnesota at the end of this month, and I'd like to show them around as they aren't familiar with the Twin Cities. Okay. Any recommendations for must-see landmarks, attractions, and food? I can't remember all the locations you guys sometimes broadcast from, but they sure sound good. 
rookie, can you fill me in? Lastly, the other day, Hank asked from the back seat, Pop, are these guys real? What guys, buddy? I mean the guys from Garage Logic. Oh, yeah, we're real. Yeah, uh, we once broadcast from the Sprint store in say, Crystal, the dollar store next door to that great seafood. You don't want to go to a telephone store, do you? <laughs> no, he's he's just talking about things like uh, the Nook Bar or Shamrocks. Okay, where do they get the best burger to take a kid to? You're going to make him choose? Uh, one of the best. If you're going to go with the family. And you got the kid. He, yeah, I don't okay. know if they have more than one, but they got the four-year-old. Okay. Uh, if you have a, a family, then you got to go to Shamrocks. Or if you can get into the Nook, go to the Nook. But you need to go to Shamrocks. On 7th Street in St. Paul. And Randolph. That's that's a must-go-to just because it's family-oriented and you got room there. Good burgers? Oh, man. Yeah, and you have a selection of burgers. There's so many burger joints around here that I love. Uh, one of the best, I mean... Uh, I would say Holman's Table is the one of the hottest right now yeah. for food, yeah. but I don't know if that's, you know, what do they want to, I don't know how many people they have with them. Landmarks. Uh, Mall of America, I suppose you got to take the wife to that, right? Mall of America, uh, I mean. Uh, you know, I've played this game with myself before. What what do you tell people to see? It's easier in the summer. Uh, they'll be here in a month. It should be warm. Minnehaha Falls Minnehaha would probably Falls. be cool because of all of the... Uh, recent snow melt we've had. Uh, Wild could be in the playoffs. Oh, hell, a month from now, the Twins will be home. Yeah, there's uh, there's really so much to do. And if I would say go to Centennial Lakes Park, whether or not the ice has melted on the, uh, on the pond. Why? Well, if it starts to melt, the geese come in, and it's just, it's neat. The one in Edina? Yeah. That freezes in the winter, and you can go skate on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. the closest. Well, I'm you, aware of it, but it's the closest you can get in the winter to your fantasy of uh, where is that in Edmonton or uh, Ottawa skating the canal? Yeah, that's as close as we have it here is skating on that huge pond in Centennial Lakes Park when it freezes. Are food trucks worth uh, boasting about? <clears throat> I would say uh, you should go downtown near the X and go to that new. Uh, food truck bar. That's on 7th Street. Is that the building with the food trucks inside? Yes, and I've been there. You can get a grown-up Kool-Aid, which is uh, really good. Uh-huh. See, my problem is there's so there's so many different ways to... There's so many different foods to eat around here. Well, you know what I think Chris should do? Lynn Lake 65. That's one of my favorite places. What's that? A bowling alley? No, it's, a, it's an eatery, but... Uh, that's a place you should you should go. Parlor has the best hamburger in town. Where's Parlor? There's going to be a new Parlor open on West Seventh, oh, yeah, Kitty Corner from Reeds. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what Chris should do is bring the family back here during the state fair, and come and see the show. Uh, that's true. And then you can get a double whammy. You get the they get all the food, food the experience. You go to Mancini's, O'Gara's. Oh my gosh! You see where O'Gara's tearing down the bar? Yeah, in your absence, we hadn't talked to Danny yet, but my guess is the foundation of that thing with all those semis going by nonstop. Well, they is... want to put uh, a, a beautiful apartment building there with the smaller O'Gara's underneath it. Danny's full of history, and if Danny and Chris O'Gara want to tear that down and rebuild, yeah. it's probably time. He's not going to try to tear down his grandfather's and father's bar. Well, they'll keep the memorabilia. Yes, and, yeah, and, uh... so... Just sign off on it, whoever is zoning that place. That's becoming quite the little residential corner, isn't it? Well, if it? he's going to put underground parking in, yeah. yes, don't get tagged on Hague. Selby and uh, Snelling. Snelling. Yeah.
nothing uh, Orono over Litchfield Dassel Cocado with uh, seven uh, minutes and 40 seconds left in the second period. Matamidi won the first Class A game. Over, help me. Over. Uh, that was over Mankato, Mankato East. Mankato East. Loyola. 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 Yeah. All right. How is Orono a Class A team? Aren't they a big school? I would think so. Well, they're in the big city, but they're out there. It's like Matamita. It might be a little smaller. All right. Where, Where do the Twins schools? play today? At Boston? At Boston. So, Pat, again, we'll have a quiet uh, press box. Yes. And he'll be coming up, joining us uh, in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Indeed he will. With all the sports that, uh, that are fit to broadcast, 1,500 ESPN is KSTP. St. Paul, Minneapolis, it's 28 degrees. Woo-hoo. Beautiful, oh, clear working, skies. Sally's working. He's got that low sun angle. Right. And uh, uh, so stay tuned. Sports Talk is coming up next.